Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. We want to thank you for stopping in today. We're so thankful for the opportunity. And we want to tell you a couple of ways that you can connect in with us. Number one, of course, you can listen on 98.7 WOKI. You also can go to thehousinghour.com. We'd love for you to go there and check out all of our shows, our past shows. Um, You can share that with friends and family as well. Um, And and we also are on all of the social media platforms. So we'd love for you to go to facebook.com slash thehousinghour. Um, You can locate us there Um, and also on Twitter at thehousinghour. And we have Mark also on Pinterest working some. some Love it. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, you know, the real estate industry is so hot right now. And we ha- are seeing unprecedented amount of business and volume. Uh, Mortgage Investors Group is certainly staying busy, who is our sponsor of the sponsor of this show, MIGonline.com. And one of the things that we do is occasionally bring in some of our top producers, along with their referral partners, their realtor friends, to get a little bit more insight to what's happening. Um, And I think the best way to do that is to just, you know, get someone who has boots on the ground that is seeing things on a daily basis, and they can offer um, their perspective. And I I love having um, MIG loan officers in because, honestly, they're the best. And that's been proven over time, I think you can certainly say. Um, so today we have our Farragut manager, Samanda Knight, with us in studio. Hello, Samanda. Hello, Kevin. How are you? I'm good. How good. are you? And um, she has brought with her um, in studio as well with uh, Realty Executives. We have Aretha Mims. Thank you so much for coming in. Hey, Kevin. Thank you. You doing all right? Doing great. Good. <clears throat> well, the mortgage industry and the real estate industry have always been so closely aligned with each other. Because first you have to be able to get someone pre-qualified prior to them really shopping for a home. So I want to start with this. Before we get into talking about those types of things, let's first sort of introduce yourselves. Let, let me give you an opportunity to, you know, obviously we know who you are, but where you work and, and just sort of a high level overview of what you do. Let's start with Samanda. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, I've been in the mortgage industry for over 20 years. Um, and so basically what I do is just assist the customers with the education piece of the mortgage industry and credit rebuilding and get them in a position to purchase a home. That's very good. Now, one of the biggest obstacles for people when they're purchasing a home, in my opinion, is just a lack of information. And how do you go about addressing that? Because whether it's a first time home buyer or it might be a fifth time home buyer. There's always something involved in the process where they're like, well, I didn't know that. You know, so how do you try to address those things on the front end so that you can educate them? Well, education is key. So like you said, addressing those on the front end, educating them on the milestones that we will mm-hmm. hit as we go through the process on the front end, preparing them for what is going to lie ahead for the next 30 days. Um, as long as they are educated and they know this and we take a proactive approach, things mm-hmm. go much more smoothly. Absolutely. Now, uh, Mark, I have the... Um, great fortune of seeing every review that comes in from our clients. <laughs> Samanda gets incredible reviews. That doesn't ne- surprise me. Never has she ever had one that wasn't perfect. 
So that's actually a, a big sign of that you're going to get the job done. And one of the things MIG has always stood for from the day that we opened the doors was that we wanted to do whatever we could for our referral partners to make sure that it got gets closed on time. Um, if you guys, as a realtor, Aretha, if you guys set a closing date, of course you're going to collaborate you know, with your loan mm-hmm. officer to make sure that the closing date isn't one week away and it's a USDA. But with that being said, you, you guys tell me a little bit about your process and maybe a little bit about yourself um, and how you go about getting into the real estate and mortgage world and how you let those marry each other. Okay, Kevin, Mm -hmm. certainly. Um, For me, I've been in the real estate business now for over a decade and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very important for me. The biggest piece for me is to find a loan officer like like Samanda, someone that's very well educated, because Mm -hmm. that's the first and key piece, you know, for for what we do Mm -hmm. and um, for us to be able to work together as a team, because there's no there's so many different things involved that have to take place within that 30 days. Mm -hmm. So communication is key Mm -hmm. and to be able to educate um, the buyers as to, you know, what what has to happen, because there are so many people out there that really, really don't understand the business. They get excited about purchasing a home, but they don't understand how important it is to get their paperwork on time, mm. you know, so that we can keep those time limits. And then we're also have a big piece with the title company, with the closing attorney, and mm-hmm. making sure that we all come full circle to make this happen. Um, I've had a wonderful experience with Samanda and her team of just being able to, knowing that I can count on them mm-hmm. um, to make sure that, you know, every, th- every piece every, of the puzzle is in place. And then for me, once um, they've gotten me the information that, you know, and we know the price range and the person has been pre-qualified, that's why that's so important. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then that's when I can take the buyer out and they're not looking for something that's over their budget and then they get their hopes built up and then they get right. disappointed. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was a loan officer, not too many 24 24- hours ago i had a story come through and it was a very good friend of mine who was also a realtor that referred business to me all the time and um i made it real clear to her i said you know it's a really you know just exactly what you just said and and i said you know get your people pre-qualified you know hand them off to me as soon as you can so that i can sort of help you to sort out your priority of of who is absolutely ready, who needs a little bit of TLC. And like Samanda mentioned, maybe somebody needs a little help with their credit, whatever those tiers are. Um, But this particular individual, and she told me that she had somebody and she took them around to four or five houses, spent an entire day with them. And finally she said, okay, I need you to call Kevin. You know, she was just as excited and she was sort of new in the real estate business. Well, I pulled the credit. I have Actually, to this day, I've never heard of a credit score this low. Oh, yeah. So oh, no. <laughs> now they needed some guidance. They needed some help. They did not need to be shopping for a home at that moment. And so I think what you say is so pertinent because, and if a realtor is out there listening, you know, and you have a, a that Kate, that situation coming up, um, it just feels better when you're going to look for a home to be able to have that individual sort of 
scrubbed and hey yeah they can buy right now and something aretha said uh early in her uh description uh, 10 and a half or a decade and a half ago so she came in right at that 2007 period of time when you know which was a tough period Mm -hmm. so i'm sure that your curve your learning curve just took off around 2007 2008 how does it seem today versus back back then when that great recession hit um, it was very shocking to everyone, you know, mm. um, and then, you know, people were scrambling and we were all thinking, um, really, as real estate agents and as mortgage people, you know, how are we going to keep a roof over our heads Absolutely. while we're going through yeah. this situation? Because it was so few and far between people that were in a position and could buy because a lot of the programs were off the table for, mm-hmm. you know, the first time buyers. And it was it was a very scary time. And for I know for me and my my husband personally, um, it was also the year that our son was going to be leaving for college. Wow. You know, and you're thinking, okay, not only are we trying to keep a roof over our heads, but, you know, when your children go off to college, then, you know, you that's like having a second household. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like, and now today, I think because we went through the industry, went through that, then people realize more now than ever how important it is to have a good loan officer and to, you know, to have um, all your ducks in a row. Yeah, that's true. And I do want to get more into um, the new legislation that was passed in TRID and and those type of things, because it's important for people, they hear the acronyms, the CFPB and the TRID and the GFE, the CD, the LS, and all these different, yes. you know, and, and they, they're just like, well, I just want to buy a house. <laughs> you know? I know, but education now <laughs> yes, is so much more exactly. critical than even, I mean, I was in the, been in the business since 95. It's so much more critical now than it was prior mm. to 2007. Yeah, because yeah. not that anyone at MIG did this, but <clears throat> it no longer is the loan officer allowed to white out the um, application date. There's so many changes in the industry that, mm-hmm. you know what, things that happened in yesteryear, mm-hmm can't happen anymore and that's been since 2008 that like mark pointed out so for the last nine ten years the industry has been on a whole new plane and playing field and it's really i think been better for the client at the end Mm -hmm. but it certainly has made the industry professionals job a little more difficult Uh, i mean i'm being considerate there well and it's it's hard too when you have a customer that purchased prior to 2007 and they're now purchasing Mm -hmm. it's a very different world so education is a big piece of that too Mm -hmm. is educating on what the changes have been and especially the documentation yeah yeah, that's true. Just like Jasmine said, it's a whole new world. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so we have the end of this segment coming right away, and we're going to come back right after these messages. Show me what you do now. We don't have to go Welcome to my Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. And thank you for allowing us the opportunity to come into your car, your living room, your cell phone, wherever you might be listening to us. We're just grateful. Um, we also want to tell you that you can go to thehousinghour.com and you can learn more about our guests. We will have 
on our page um, right now, if you'd like to go there, um, their information. So you'll be able to get their website and be able to connect with them, their cell phone number, and we'll get that from them as well. But you can um, contact them directly if you'd like um, and certainly take advantage of their expertise. And, you know, we were talking off air a little bit, Aretha, about how it was that you um, found yourself at Realty Executive Mm -hmm. in, in the real estate industry. And really an interesting story. Do you mind telling us sort of how you, you know, transitioned into this industry? Absolutely. At the time, I'm originally from Franklin, Tennessee, and I was managing an answering service. So um, there was a real estate company and a business partner that was with real estate company in Green Hills, right outside of Nashville. I answered a call and um, the guy's name is Dave Floyd. Uh, Dave said, um, I would love to take you to lunch and speak with you. He said, I love your communication skills. You have a wonderful voice. Mm. He said, and with your communication skills, um, I would love to interview you and have you um, to consider the real estate business. So um, I met with him within a week. Uh, I turned in my notice within two weeks. I started wow. in administration. I watched those agents um, in that Nashville area, and I just loved the way that they loved, you know, loved what they did, the way they communicated with the buyers and with their sellers and just um, you know, just but I love watching the ones that really, really cared. You could tell they were mm-hmm. very organized. They were always very, very professional. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in the administrative part for a year or so. And then one of the uh, top producing agents there asked me to become a member of his team mm-hmm. and um, Terry DeSilms. And and I um, I got my license. I, I spent two weekends getting my license and got licensed and and I've loved it ever since. That I just is wonderful. Yeah, I love and I think you really really have to have a heart for people because mm-hmm. in this business people um they love you, you know, they love you when things are going their way and you mm-hmm. really have to um you know, really have to just really be balanced and realize that it's very emotional real estate mm. is, and you have to be there for them and talk them through through several wow. things. So, so it's yeah. been awesome, and I feel like it's it's a calling for me. That's awesome. That's so awesome. And Samanda, I mean, I remember vividly having to understand my role in each transaction, and you know, I had to be the quarterback. Yes, you know. And if I threw an interception or if somebody if, if somebody else threw an interception, you know, you had to to sort of man up and accept responsibility mm-hmm. and communicate with all the parties. And you have to do that as an agent, but you also have to do that in your role as well. Um, first, I want you to sort of give us the 30,000 foot view of how you got in the industry. And then how do you talking and kind of continuing the communication um talk that she just now uh, explained. I love that. It's so wonderful. Um, How do you address communicating with the borrowers? Um, Because, you know, there's going to be challenges that Mm -hmm. come up. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to to help them and help them understand what's going on. Right. So I got in the business in 95 and I started out processing. So Mm -hmm. I processed for three years, which I think is very powerful as a loan officer. It allows you as a loan officer to be able to take your file from application to closing and know what to do Mm -hmm. without relying on another party. Um, So I did that for three years and then decided that I didn't want to be behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be. You're like, I can do this. I'm like, I can. I want to help the customer. I have passion for helping customers and I wanted to be on the front line, so Mm -hmm. to say. Um, 
So in 98, I took the loan officer role, and that's where I've been since. Um, and I love it. I mean, helping customers is my passion, mm-hmm. helping people achieve their dreams, helping them go through this crazy, <laughs> crazy world that we live in called the mortgage process. Right. Um, but the, like Aretha said, communication is the way to get through the process smoothly. Mm-hmm. My philosophy is um, I'm a big proponent of earn and serve. Mm-hmm. What can I do to earn your business and how can I serve you? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the words that I live by um, in my business. Mm-hmm. And so communication. Communication is just letting the customer know up front, being very proactive, not reactive, letting them know the steps ahead, keeping them updated through the milestones, such as approval, appraisal, that type of thing, Mm. and just complete open communication with the customers and our realtor partners because they're our customers as well. Yeah. Well, I will say that I love your voice, too. Just like I'm sure Dave, was it Dave? That, yes. Yeah, Dave, <clears throat> that he loved. That's a great story. Well, thanks. That's That helps me <clears throat> earn and serve. Is that what? Mm-hmm. That's earn very and good. serve. I like that. Mm-hmm. Did you come up with that? I or, did. That's very good. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Because um, I think earning people's trust mm-hmm. is so important to this mm-hmm. industry. Um, as you said, it's uh, Aretha, it's a, an emotional transaction because there's so much on the line. Yes. And, mm-hmm. you know, for mm-hmm. us, in this room, you know, we see it every day. So you have to understand that because, because we see it every day. I know that there are some people that become desensitized to the emotional nature Mm -hmm. of the transaction. And if we forget that emotional part of this, I think that we lose because we have to understand that. So talk about the emotional side of the transaction, because I think that is so important to know. Um, just like Samanda says, you know, and like we were talking about, there are some phone calls uh, during the transaction. They're not the easy phone calls. Mm-hmm, you know, right. we have to pick up the phone and say, you know, sometimes let people know um, that, you know, we've run into an issue. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned and really try to do is I've learned to face that head on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like anything else. There are some calls you just do not want to have to make. Mm-hmm. But then you have to go ahead and make those get past that milestone and then come up with a game plan. What are we going to do to get over this hurdle so that we continue on with this and get this file closed and come to um, what our main goal was, was to, you know, help the person to become a homeowner. Yeah. Yeah, It's very much a team effort between mm -hmm. um, the realtor and the lender. If you have a great relationship, it's all about coming Mm -hmm. together as a team to figure out what we can do to help the homeowner. Right. And there's so many things that are out of your control. Mm -hmm along the process. I mean, it could be a home inspection. It could be an appraisal. There's a variety of things that could come up. Title issues. I'm sure you've never heard of that, right? (laughs) You know, because there's so much that happens behind the scenes. And when a title company goes and reviews the last 30 years Mm -hmm. of transfers, Mm -hmm. there's just so much. And um, how do you go about unpacking that? I mean, I know it's a case by case basis, but you know, when someone has an issue with a title, you know, do you just try to give them as much information as they need? Or are you sometimes I'll say here, let me give it all to you and I'll send them a link and really describe to them what is going on. How do you address those complicated issues and make them not complicated? What I try to do, Kevin, and um, I I I try to understand my portion of the transaction, and mm-hmm. then 
I tell people, I don't know everything. Mm. We have a title person, you know, a title company that's involved and try to make sure that I have a good enough relationship with that title company that if I need to get them on the line with that person so Mm. we can understand this in black and white, whereas I may possibly just be hitting and missing things, you Mm -hmm. know, trying to be a translator. I have no problem in saying, you know, that this is just not my lane. You know, we're going to this. As the title person, I want you to truly understand what we're going through. So, mm-hmm. you know, with all the technical things and we can merge a call or I can set up an appointment, we can go sit down and talk mm-hmm. about it. Then That's, that's what communication know, is yes, all about. Yes. And just communicating and being honest with people and just letting them know I'm not going to know everything. Mm-hmm. That's why I have wonderful people like Samanda that uh-huh. I can call, you know, or I can call a title company that I've built a relationship with that I've been respectable of their family time mm-hmm. and their, as well as them being respectable of my time, mm-hmm. but um, just trying to assure them that we will, you know, we will all come together on this. One of the things, Savannah, that I used to love doing because I heard it at some training seminar was that it's okay to say, I don't know mm-hmm. how, I mean, cause we don't know everything. We can't, mm-hmm. we know a lot, but what, how do you address those situations that come up? I like how you handled them. That's just not my lane. How do you address those when those come up? I mean, I, mean I think you know probably almost everything, but there are. I mean, very things. close, very close. No, 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 not at all. Not in this industry. Oh my word, who can keep up with the changes? Yeah. Um, I just, it's just, I'm just very transparent. Like I'm very open and honest with mm-hmm. with my customers and with my realtor partners. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're very limited on what we can share with our realtor partners for mm-hmm. privacy. Um, but with customers, it's all about just complete transparency and just helping. Just, I mean, yeah, there's plenty of times that I say, I don't know the answer, but I will do everything in my power to research it, find mm-hmm. it, or get you with the person that can. That's mm-hmm. good. That's great. And we also have a great team at MIG that exactly. can field those questions. I'm um, out of curiosity. What lane do you drive in the right or the left lane on the interstate? <laughs> I'm a left lane kind of guy. I'm that doesn't saying. surprise me at all. What about you, Mark? Left or right lane? Oh, definitely the center. I'm the center too, Mark. Me too. So you're the guy with the big caddy that I'm always hawking. That's well, me. Guys, we're going to continue this conversation right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you for stopping into the Housing Hour today. Um, And if you like this show, we would love for you to share it with friends and family. You can do that by going to thehousinghour.com. Or you can also check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the housing hour. Um, and also on Twitter at the housing hour. We'd love for you to interact with us. Um, you can get all the information that you need. We have a variety of series that we have completed over the years since 2011, whether that be home ownership matters or any of the other series in between. We have a treasure trove of information. So go to the mothership, the housing and today on the mothership with us, we have, of course, in studio, Samantha Knight with Mortgage Investors Group. And we also have Aretha Mills with Realty Executive Mems with Realty Executives. Um, we love having 
professionals in to the studio because there is so much going on out there. There is so much um, noise when people are thinking about buying a home. They're thinking, okay, well, where do I even start? So the best thing for us to do is to really unpack that for people. And when we need to unpack something, we bring in the people who know. And so today that's what we're doing. Um, we've learned a little bit about our guests. We've talked a little bit about the industry, how it's changed. And it certainly has changed since the day that I started. Um, but talk about, if you don't mind, Aretha, whenever there were, were those big changes in 2008, um, when that happens, you have to, to arm yourself with the information. You have to be able to say, okay, we have a new, now it's the, you know, we have the good faith estimate. Now it's within three days and now we have to disclose and all these different things that the mortgage side has to know. But then there's things that you need to be under understand because you're going to get those questions. So you have to know a little bit to be able to answer them. How did you deal with, you know, remember when the appraiser, we could no longer order mm-hmm. the appraisals. Mm-hmm. So I know you direct a lot of that, those questions to your lender partners, but talk about how you address the questions, because I think people who are out there and, you know, they want to at least have some understanding. Do you try to just give them sort of the, the landscape and then build a relationship with them first before you start handing them off to people? Is that kind of your philosophy? Absolutely, I yeah. do. And then um, and in addition to that, uh, one of the biggest things was is that um, to get in classes because there mm-hmm. were several classes being offered, you know, to uh, the real estate industry, get in so that you know, not, you know, you just glanced over an email or mm-hmm. whatever. So there were a lot of um, a lot of classes offered. And I think a lot of times the um, general public does not realize that, that, you know, we, um, we were required to take the 16 hours of continuing education. And I always try to go over and above that because it it can be you don't want to pretend you know this is not a business that you can pretend that you know what you're doing you you need to know what you're doing you need to be surrounded by people that can help you and like we were saying earlier you need to not be afraid to ask or say let me um as samanda said let me read into that let me make some phone calls let me check with that so um it was very, very important because it was confusing for all of us. I know a lot of lenders, um, you know, a lot of real estate offices were bringing in different lenders from different companies. And then uh, what I was finding is that everyone had started to kind of put their own spin on it. Mm-hmm. So you really needed to just be there, be listening and be attentive so you could take that back, you know, to your buyers. And you don't want to overwhelm them, especially right. first time mm-hmm. buyers, because it's just so much to begin with. And a lot of times first time buyers, they don't even understand the concept of how the business works. You know, they um, you they can meet with you. You can, you know, think that you have a relationship with them and then they can still they will still go out, drive around mm-hmm. and call from someone else's sign, mm-hmm. no matter how many times or go to an open house. So during what I found um, during the entire process of the transaction, you're still teaching 
and mm. tell you know telling people this is the process remember if you go to an open house this weekend mm-hmm. then you let them know that you are already working with the real estate agent mm-hmm. um and that you, can you, you know ta- can you like tattoo a confirmation of agency status on oh, the yeah, case no, or something? wouldn't that be great that would be it's great. a lot of hand holding yeah, it isn't is. it i mean yeah. it's from the beginning to absolutely, the end it's absolutely. it's hand holding it yeah. is it is and then you know like um Samanda was also seeing people that bought before 2007 then mm-hmm. and then um then we have to deal with um uh, with now with like the internet and social media and so many people um so many people in the general public think that they can go online and mm-hmm. they can find a house and then they just pull the realtor right. in long enough to show it to them they don't know you know they don't know the uh what the taxes are mm-hmm. they haven't had you know um, um, they don't even know if the value is there. So we, you know, they, I think people are beginning to, even the millennials are beginning to realize that they can do only do so much, but they still need us. And that's why it's so important for us as real estate agents that we are professional and we are on top of our yeah, game. I always tell people, don't zestimate away your future. Call oh. a real estate agent. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Well, and the other thing I don't understand is when I go through neighborhoods, I still see for sale by owners mm-hmm. and I don't get it because i was in the real estate business when i was 25 i know it was, that was com- just after um, that was that was the day when the contract <laughs> was a paragraph long so, so the paragraph today is like three pages long you've gone yes. through that transition of how that's changed how do you what would you say to for sale by owners out there i don't understand how they do it i don't know how they know everything to get you know their transaction completed timely and efficiently what would you say to them mm-hmm. um for for sale by owners what i found um and and this year I've had more for sale by owner tra- transactions than I've ever had before. And what I find is that they think that they're saving money. But then what happens a lot of times they have a real estate agent that's either a friend, a friend of a friend or a family member, and then they they want to call and get all the information, but then they don't, you know, they always think that we're making too much money. But, they, you know, so like for sale by owners, they, um, you know, every year they don't realize that our paperwork increases every year, and they don't understand the legal liabilities that they could, you know, fall into. So, um, you know, um, it's just like this is the biggest transaction that you'll ever make. So I... Um, um, I would, you know, say for for sale by owners, it's very, very important that you at least, you know, give a real estate agent a chance to sit down with you, um, you know, and to communicate with you and go through some of these steps. Because like I said, uh, you know, you find a lot of times they have a friend that's a realtor, but they're going, they just want to get the information. Actually, let's bring Samantha in on that because I used to get questions a lot where people would say, hey, you know, I really want to buy a new home and, you know, I want to get pre-qualified. And then when I would get to the question, okay, who's your realtor? Who do you have it listed with? They would say, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm selling it myself. Mm-hmm. And so I would always have to deconstruct that and try to help them understand it. How do, how do you address it first? And, and then why, I'll ask you another question after that. Um, well, if I have someone that's that is a seller, and so they're talking about listing their home, mm-hmm. then I do briefly talk to them about just the major legal aspect of mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. just for a protection yeah. standpoint. On you know how are they going to protect themselves? You know the the tar contract is ten pages, yes. um, and then so many customers right. want to pull like a real estate. 
purchase contract off the off of Google. Off the Google. And so I'll talk to them yeah. about you know the difference of the two, which is normally one page versus a ten page Tennessee real right. estate contract, right. and talk about that and just really encourage them to reach out to. Um, reach out to your realtor and mm-hmm. just, just for the simple piece of protection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from a buyer standpoint, you know, I educate buyers all the time if they are trying to, you know, just go through a, a list agent mm-hmm. or for sale by owner, then I educate them on, well, as a buyer, I mean, if you're not, you're not paying for the realtor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's, that cost is being covered from right. the seller and you're, but you're protecting yourself. If mm. you bring in a, your own realtor, you're protecting yourself. Yeah. So my talks are always just about protection yeah, from that, both sides. You make such a valid point because a lot of times people, and you mentioned it, you say, go to the open house. They think, well, you know, maybe they haven't really had an investment yet with a relationship with the realtor like yourself. And so they end up at an open house and they think, well, I know gosh, Aretha was so nice, but this realtor is now telling me that, you know, well, I can help you. And so Mm -hmm. they think that they're going to save some sort of money or something. That all comes down to money. Yeah. And so, but people need to understand that that seller has already agreed to a commission Mm -hmm. whenever they Mm -hmm. did the listing contract. Right. Right. So, um, if you go directly to the listing agent, then that listing agent is just going to make a larger share of commission. Is that kind of what would happen if they did not bring a selling agent, right? Um, that is right. But what I try to um, have, you know, help people to understand is that that selling agent was there for the seller first. Right. right. So no matter how much you try to separate yourself and go, you know, then you change your agent status to facilitator. Right. You, that seller still had that relationship with that seller right. first. And I, I use seller's agent. Mm-hmm. I apologize. So a buyer's agent is a very vital piece of the process. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. Samantha mentioned, yes. you need somebody to represent you. You need to make sure that you have somebody at your side of the table. And actually the third, the last segment, we're going to talk more about that because I think it's so important because you have to have your protection in place when you're going through the negotiation of the home inspection, all that stuff. We're going to hit that right after these messages right here on the housing hour. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. And welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host with Mark Griffith, executive producer and co-host. You can find us at thehousinghour.com. You can check on host bios. Uh, Mark also offers to work uh, kids' birthday parties if you'd like to have <laughs> <laughs> I do green balloon animals. (laughs) I just had a birthday party for my four-year-old. Where were you? I don't know. He was doing a princess party. (laughs) It was princess and pirates. That's awesome. That would fit right in. But we've had a good time uh, on the show today, and we've come to our last segment. Um, Real quick before we move on, I do want to tell you guys, our sponsor of this show is Mortgage Investors Group, and you can find them at MIGonline.com. Uh, 1-800-489-8910. Um, local here in Knoxville would be 865-691-8910. But going to MIGonline.com, you can find the loan officer nearest you. We have offices from Memphis to the Tri-Cities and everywhere. 
um, definitely uh, want you to have the opportunity to go check out our website. Um, you can learn more about the things we've been talking about, getting approved, the process, documents that you may need. You can find all of that housed right on migonline.com or for better yet, go to samandanight.com. That's where you should go. That's right. You have all the information <laughs> right there. Um, and, you know, Samantha's blogging and she's on the Facebook and all that <laughs> on stuff. On the Facebook. The Facebook, exactly. She's on so, the radio. Samantha <laughs> has definitely been one of our loan officers and branch managers that have utilized social media more than more than most um, because it's an important venue. It's an important place to be right and and you seem to be doing a good job with that um you have people in your office to help facilitate that mm-hmm. and so you have a good team um how why did you start doing the social media i mean i know but i want you to, to tell us why you do it i mean it's just a, it's such a powerful platform mm-hmm. to to reach the masses mm-hmm. um so like i said i'm a huge educator of the mm-hmm. industry but then also i just like to be in in touch with anyone that I can assist and especially my past customers, my realtor partners. Mm -hmm. So that's why I really tried to focus and ramp that up the last 12 to 18 months. That's wonderful. That's good. And that is um, free for, for people, you know, that's why even better. Yeah. If you're a realtor (laughs) or a loan officer or a branch manager of one of your company branches, utilizing these, these tools will only help. And I've been an advocate of social media since I took the new role that I'm currently in sort of in 2011. And I've always pushed that because number one, it's free. Number two, it's a great communication tool. Um, And that's kind of what we've been talking about. Um, We were talking right before we went to break. We were talking about why it is that you'd want to have realtor. Uh, Mark, I was listening to a show um, when I was jogging the other day. No, I'm kidding. I was listening to one of our shows <laughs> and you had mentioned, and I, I don't remember what show it was. It may have been THDA. I can't remember, but you were talking about, you know, I was a realtor and I'm in this industry, but I still, when I purchase a home, use mm-hmm. a, real, a licensed real estate. Oh, agent. I do. Talk about that. Oh, I do. You know, one of the things that I learned a long time ago is, uh, you know, you, if you represent yourself in court, you have a fool for a client, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, even though with my experience as a real estate agent um, for several years, uh, when I go buy a house uh, and with all the knowledge that I've had over 35 years in this industry, mm-hmm. I still hire or get a, a real estate agent to right. represent mm-hmm. me on that yeah. front end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do my own mortgage, but we can't anymore. But mm-hmm. I haven't done one in a long time. But, but you just said you do your own mortgage. I would, I, I, you know, <laughs> just like I know how to do the right. numbers, you know, you so need the I, numbers, you need I, the calculations. I, I'll, I'll pick the program, but I'll hire, I'll get it, my own attorney. And then get the title company. So I get a title company who I want to use, Mm -hmm. but then I'll hire a separate attorney outside of that. And it's a good thing because the the home that my wife and I bought, we ran into a problem with the seller who Mm. tried to commit fraud on us. Mm. Oh, Oh, goodness. And so I had a team right behind me. I said, take over. Mm -hmm. And I just walked away and went back to work. Mm. And they did. They took it and, and... made everything all right solved it right i'm I'm trying to unpack everything you said (laughs) because that was a lot but no that's good actually that because i mean when i was listening to the show my thoughts were well yeah that makes sense because you want to have somebody representing you and and the attorney client 
uh, relationship is a good one to compare it to, although we hope none of our clients have to deal with an attorney at any point mm-hmm. in their life. But mm-hmm. the fact is things do come up and you need to have someone there. Um, and then, you know, the for sale by owner is sort of what started this conversation. Yes. And we've we've all discussed our points of view on that. And I think that's all very good. Um, I did want to dive a little bit more into the reasons why someone, if they were going to purchase a home, why it is that they would want to have somebody watching out for their best interest. You mentioned the facilitator aspect of this and just to unpack it for everybody. And then I'll turn the mic over to you. Um, when somebody has their house listed, they have an agent that's representing them, the mm-hmm. seller. You come into the situation as a buyer and you don't have anyone representing you. Most times I think it's the most pertinent, most I guess beneficial way to do it is they become a facilitator. If the agent who is listing the property is going to handle both sides, is that when they become a facilitator? Yes. Uh, talk about what that means a little bit because the, the seller is the person who brought in this agent into the relationship. So right. they're, they're going to tend to have their best interest in mind, even if they're a facilitator, right? Right. And I think that's where you truly show off um, being a real estate professional, because then you, there there's limited information that you can share with both sides. But as a facilitator, you have to be very, very organized and, and as far and communicating, because then you have to make sure that the paperwork is completed for both, you know, for mm. both sides, all the signatures and everything. And then... Um, um, then you ha- need to disclose to both sides, okay, I'm dropping down to facilitator uh, position. Most people, if you've built trust with the seller, then they are perfectly fine with that. And then what I always um, jokingly tell people is that if I'm dropping down to facilitator, then I'm working twice as hard because I know mm. that, you know, that the salary, my salary will be higher at mm. the, you know, at the close of the transaction. But you really, really, really need to be um, very, very organized if you're going to uh, drop to facilitator position. Most um, agencies here in Tennessee will allow that. Um, and then there's some, but there are some agencies that what they would, what would rather you do is refer to another agent that's in your office mm. and let them work the other side. Okay. Um, Let's talk about that okay. because what, if you were to look at a perfect scenario, would you, would it be better for the client to have someone represent them or would it be better to just have the facilitator? In my mind, it would be better to have somebody representing me, but do you agree with that or? Um, Kevin, uh, me personally, I um I have had several situations where I've been a facilitator has been you know has worked out perfectly fine mm-hmm. because like I said you know I feel like that I try to be very organized but that okay, doesn't work for everyone that, right, no because right, right. for some people it could become overwhelming and mm-hmm. then there could be a lot of things to fall through the cracks so mm-hmm. you need to know who you are and if this right. is if this you know if this is not something that you know that you can do or you feel comfortable doing then you need to be honest up front and just say this is what's going to happen there's another agent that's a more than capable of mm-hmm. you know representing this buyer side and then yeah. as real estate agents then what we do it's actually um i would be referring to another agent so then mm-hmm. there would the commission would be split almost like three different different scenarios mm-hmm. so if the all parties involved you know just came back and said you know i just don't feel comfortable i feel like that i need my 
own, you know, representation or whatever. But like I said, as a whole, when you've proven yourself to people right. and they see that, then then they're going to let you know, oh, I think that's perfectly fine. Or no, I just don't think this is something that that, you know, that's going to turn out well. Right. And I think it goes back to communication. It does. And um, if you are in that situation, then if it's Aretha, then you've heard her explanation. But if you if you're not working with Aretha, one of her listings, then what you might want to do is ask these questions and and hear the response. And if that's the way you want to go um, and, and everybody has a different way of doing things and an opinion and, and so forth. I, I, the problem, I think, is, is that there's only one Aretha and you can't list every home in Knoxville, but. If you could, I would do it. I would have you do it. Um, there may be some people that, and, and hopefully they're going to be honest and say, you know what, facilitator, I'm, you know, they wouldn't say this, but I'm not organized enough to be mm-hmm. a facilitator right? because you're mm-hmm. set up mm-hmm. in a situation where you understand it all and you're very, very organized. So if you're out there and you want to go um, have Varitha be a facilitator for you, then you need to contact her. Um, we only have one minute. Is that what really how much time is left? Yes. Unbelievable. Um, this show has went by so fast. Uh, Aretha, why don't you, um, in closing, give me your contact information so people can contact you. Okay, sure. Um, Aretha Mims, I am with Realty Executives. You can contact me directly at 865-244-8528. Um, you can also, you can email me, you can Google me. Mm-hmm. Um, so please just give me a call. I would absolutely love to help you. Uh, Samantha is awesome with her um, social media. I am mm. building up to that and trying to get the right people in place because awesome. I don't want to just put anything out. There. Absolutely. Samantha, tell us how we can get a hold of you in the closing moments. Yeah. Samantha Knight, Mortgage Investors Group at 865-310-1255. Awesome. SamandaKnight.com. And Mark, thank you for uh, putting this together for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. And thank you so much thank for our great thank show. You and we'll see you next time right here on The Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.